It's been a number of years ago, quite a few actually, the day that uh, Ruth and I were married. The day that Ruth and I were married was filled with excitement, obviously. Part of the excitement was that Ruth was with her cousins and her aunt, and they were on their way down to the wedding to get things ready and to get things prepared. And uh, as they were on their way down to the wedding, they had a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to take with them. You know, weddings demand a lot of things. And so as, as they were packing up the car and whatnot, uh, I think it was the night before Ruth was just commenting, I was going to take the car over because she needed uh, the vehicle that we had. And uh, she was commenting that there was not going to be a whole lot of room in the vehicle for all their stuff. And I said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll make room. I said, I'll take everything that I need to take out and you'll have plenty of room to put whatever you need wherever you want it. And so she smiled, said, okay. So I took the car to her and they started to fill up the car and so on. And they were headed down to the church with all the stuff in the car. And in the process of going down to the church, something happened, you know, things happen in life. They had a flat tire. And, uh, you know, it was no biggie, no biggie. They had, they had people in the car, the cousins uh, and the aunt. They were all farmers from Indiana. And so they get out of the car, you know, and they're ready to change the tire and, you know, pick up the car, do all the stuff that farmers can do. They just had it all together. And so they went to the trunk and they opened it up and they started taking all the stuff out of the trunk to get the jack and they couldn't find a jack. Well, I didn't find out till later, but see, I took the jack out because they needed room. <laughs> they needed room for all the stuff, so I took the jack out so they didn't have a jack. So they went over to uh, this one place uh, they found that uh, had a uh, forklift, and, <laughs> and they were coming down the road with the forklift, you know, to change the tire, and before the forklift could arrive, somebody else stopped, and got out and they used the jack and so on. So the tire was changed by the time the forklift arrived and they were headed on their way. A flat tire can really stop you from going anywhere. A flat tire is, uh, is really a derailer. A derailer. And you'll notice that the card that's in your, in your program that we handed out this morning, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you change it. You've got to change your attitude before you can gain any altitude. Seriously. Giving thanks is one of the most necessary things for us to do in order to be blessed. If we are not thankful, if we don't give thanks by faith, not because we feel like it, but because it is a recognition of who we are, who God is, and how our life is in His hands. Giving thanks is not an option. 
The Bible tells us that in the end times, that there will be a lot of people who will be unthankful. I don't think it's anything new. I think there's a lot of people that are not grateful and not thankful, and they've been around for a long time. But what I do think is true is that the more I look around, the more I see people who really don't have that sense of gratitude. In fact, there are people that are unhappy and they're not even thankful when they had nothing to do with even all the blessings that they've received. They did nothing to earn them and yet they're upset it didn't turn out the way that they thought they wanted it to turn out. Ungrateful. Ungrateful. This morning I want to take you first and foremost to the passage of Scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that says basically in everything give thanks because this is the will of God for you. In everything give thanks because this is the will of God for you. God wants us to give thanks. He doesn't demand that we feel thankful. Did you catch that? It's not a matter of feelings. Giving thanks is a matter of faith. It's a matter of recognition. It's a matter of realization. Realizing who we are and who God is. So we give thanks. You probably have read the passage in Timothy where the Bible tells us there's a lot of people that will be unthankful. But what about the passage in Romans? Have you read the one in Romans? In the book of Romans, the first chapter, the Bible tells us that God did amazing things and yet people were not thankful. I want to turn your attention there because it says an awful lot about the connection between being blessed and giving thanks. The Apostle Paul is writing and he says this in the first chapter starting in verse 18. He says, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. Since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. God has not left us in a position where we have to guess as to where He is or His existence. God has made it known. God has made it clear. But then in verse 21 it says this, Even even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks. They didn't honor him and they didn't give thanks. Last week we talked about the fact that being blessed is directly tied to honoring others and honoring God. Giving thanks flows directly out of your understanding of honor. Because you honor God for who He is, you have a thankful heart. Thankfulness is tied to honor. You are thankful for those whom you honor. 
It says that even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. They did not give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. And professing to be wise, they became as fools. If you want to be blessed, it is absolutely essential that you have a thankful heart. These were people that were not thankful. Because they were not thankful, they became futile in their thinking and their hearts were darkened. You know, gratitude is much, much more than just fuzzy, warm feelings. Gratitude is an understanding. It's a recognition that your life literally has been blessed and touched, in fact, created and made by a God who has everything in control and a God who cares deeply about you and a God who has plans for you. Being thankful. Being thankful is something that we need to understand. There's another passage that may make this even more clearer this morning, and I want you to turn there. It's found in the Gospel of Luke. And I'm going to give you two examples here from the Gospel of Luke about the issue of thankfulness. Thankfulness. These are negative illustrations, by the way. That is to say, they are not expressions or illustrations of people that are thankful, but they actually tell a story of people that were not thankful. Because sometimes you can see and understand what you ought to be based on what you ought not to be. And the first one I want to tell you about is the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. The prodigal son was not a happy camper. He was not a happy man. Just one minute, okay? All right, so we have, we have before us this example of the prodigal son. The prodigal son was a very fortunate individual. You know from the example in Luke chapter 15 that the prodigal son was not, was not someone who was not blessed greatly materially. He had a father, they had wealth. It was truly 
a situation where the prodigal son had everything going for him. Obviously, he had a loving father. We know that. We know that from the way the story goes. He not only had a loving father, but he had everything that one could ask for in terms of blessing and provision. All of the things that people would want. And yet we know, we know that the prodigal son was not thankful. We know he wasn't thankful. Why? He wasn't thankful because he came to his father and he said to his father, Father, I want my inheritance and I want it now. He wasn't thankful for the relationship he had with his dad. He didn't value his father. He didn't honor his father. Remember, the ones that you honor, the people that you honor, and the relationship you have with people in this world that are worthy of honor will determine not only your gratitude, but also the resulting experiences of your life. If you're grateful and have honor and respect, and you have a thankful heart, God will bless you richly. If you don't, you're going to end up eating with the pigs. The prodigal son, he was not thankful. He really desired that his father was die, would die because he valued the money that he would get more than the relationship that he had. Not thankful. And you know the story, obviously, the son says, I want it now, and the father says, okay. Gives him what he wants. And then he leaves. The son runs away. A couple of things I want you to notice about this. The father did not chase the son down. The father didn't walk the son all the way down the roadway asking his son to consider, to rethink. In fact, there is no indication there's a conversation that takes place between the father and the son after the son dishonors and reflects his ingratitude by saying, I want my inheritance now. The father says, okay, and he gives him his inheritance and he watches him leave. There's no conversation. There's no attempt to change his mind. There's nothing that the father does to, to somehow suppress the intent of his son. Because his son is in a place where his heart is not only ungrateful but dishonorable. You and I know, and I'm just telling you because it's important you cannot negotiate with dishonor. You cannot negotiate with ingratitude. You can't convince someone to be grateful when their heart is not there. You can't do it. The father lets him go. Sure, the father loves him. Sure, the father goes every day to stand and wait to see if the son is going to return home. He's ready to forgive him. He's ready to bless him. But he's not going to bless him and he's not going to rescue him and he's not going to go after him until this son comes to terms with his ingratitude and his dishonor. Being thankful is so much more than just warm fuzzies. Being thankful is a recognition, a recognition that God is the one and God alone is the one who blesses our lives, who created us, who forms us and makes us. And we are valuable. It's, a, it's an understanding that we are special to God. And because of what he's done and who he is, we have this incredible sense of gratitude in our hearts and we give thanks. We give thanks to God.
I want to contrast this passage with the one in Psalm 139. You know, David in Psalm 139 is declaring God's goodness and glory, and he is talking about some powerful things in Psalm 139. But I want you to notice the particular phrase that David uses in Psalm 139 as he describes his understanding of his God and his life. And they they go together. He's thankful for his God. He's thankful for his life. Why do you think the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart? Not because he was perfect. Not because he was great. Not because everything was hunky-dory. It was because David had a thankful heart. David understood that it was God who anointed him when he was just a shepherd boy and helped him to defeat the bears and the lions. David understood that it was God who anointed him when Samuel came to anoint him king. David understood the relationship of honor with thanks and he was grateful even though he was running from Saul and he honored him and he would not touch him or take his life. He was thankful. Thankfulness determines how you respond to tragedy and trial. Thankfulness reflects the way you see challenges in life as opportunities, as appointments by God. Thankfulness is what gives you the ability to endure pain and suffering and hardship. And when you're thankful, God will bless you with the strength and the courage to carry on God will bless you when you have someone in your life who's a miserable person (laughs) causing you all kinds of trouble. See, being thankful is so much more than warm fuzzies. But when you have a thankful heart, God will bless you. God will bless you. Notice what David says in Psalm 139. In verse 14, he says, I will give thanks to you. I will give thanks to you. Why? He says, I will give thanks to you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. Oh God, I'm so thankful. David was so thankful because he understood. He understood that he was made in an incredible way. God fashioned him. God formed him. David knew that God was his creator and he was thankful And not only was he thankful for being created, he was thankful for the way he was created. Every aspect of who he was is what he describes here. He says, my my inward parts in verse 13, you put them together, you wove me by your own hand, you put me together. In verse 15, he says, my frame was hidden. I was made in secret, skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And then he says, and in your book they were all written, the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. See, David is thankful not just for his start, but for his end. And David is also giving thanks for everything that goes on in between. David is declaring and showing us how it is essential for us to give thanks to God. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed beyond measure if you have a David-type thankful heart. You think David had some difficult people in his life? Mm -hmm. 
You think David knew that God knew that those people were in his life? Give thanks. Give thanks. You think David knew when he faced challenging circumstances that, that there was only one way out and his only hope was in his Lord? You think David understood that when he faced the challenges he faced that those were already known to God before he ever arrived on the scene? See, giving thanks allows you, giving thanks allows you to declare by faith that you understand that God is involved, not only in making you, but in every aspect and experience of your life. Every challenge, everything good, everything you might consider bad, every flat tire, even on your way to the wedding, every mess up, every challenge, he knows. He knows in everything, give thanks. How can you tell a thankful heart? We can tell a thankful heart by the way it responds to challenge. You can tell a thankful heart as we've described it here by the way it responds to pain to difficulty, to challenging relationships, to a lack, to needs. You can tell a thankful heart. One of the things that's challenging to me often is, you know, you'll go to a restaurant or something and you'll be sitting there and you'll hear some kids over on the side and you can just tell that you know, they're well-fed, bred, whatever, taken care of, and they've got clothes, and life seems to be fine. But they're not grateful. You can just hear it in their words. You can hear it in their conversation. And Mom and Dad, I've heard, I've heard parents sometimes, they'll say, well, you can have anything that, that costs this much or less, you know, and the kids will go off. Go off on their parents. I got to tell you, not because I want to, but because confession is good for the soul. <laughs> I got to tell you, it wasn't too long ago, Ruthann was making a special meal. We had that special meal, and we had leftovers of the special meal. And I remember that afterwards, you know, she was. She was getting the leftovers ready from the special meal that we had. But you need to understand that I was not really excited about the special meal to start with. And so the leftovers were even less exciting. And I remember conversing with Ruth about it and she said, what's the matter? And I said, Ruth, it's, it's not your problem, it's mine. I said, I'm having a hard time. And she, she really thought there was something serious, you know. And I said, no, no, nothing to do with you. I'm just having a hard time because I don't really want what you're fixing. I'm grateful to you, but I don't want it. So the problem is mine, Ruth, not yours. And I said, just, just fix it. I have to deal with this. 
I have to get my heart right. I have to be thankful. I have to be thankful. What an incredible wife. I mean, she just accepted it, received it, and I dealt with it. And when I went out to have what I thought I was going to have, she had made something totally different for me. But because of the fact that I came to terms with it, I believe, and because I was thankful even though I didn't feel thankful, God blessed me. God blessed me. He blessed me with that meal. She didn't make what I was originally not wanting. But I dealt with it. Give thanks. Give thanks. Giving thanks is a doorway to all the blessings and the miracles that God can bring your way. Remember when Jesus was getting ready to feed the 5,000 and he took the little bit of food that was there from the boy and, and he, he gave thanks. And then they fed 5,000 with that meal. I think of Lazarus, you know, he's in the grave, he's in the tomb. He's starting to smell, they say. And then Jesus prays and says, Father, I thank you. Lazarus, come forth. A grateful heart results in great, great blessing. Every day, every moment, all the time, great blessing. You want to have a heart like David or you want to have a heart like those that are recorded in Romans or 2 Timothy? Or, or even worse yet, I guess we could say worse yet, how would you like to have a heart like Lucifer? You know, Lucifer is pretty amazing. There were three primary angels, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. What power and authority they had. Incredible. Star of the morning, Lucifer. The Bible tells us one of the most beautiful, beautiful of all of God's creation. Lucifer, we know him as Beelzebub. We know him as the devil. We know him as Slewfoot. We know him in a lot of different ways. But he was created Lucifer, the angel of honor. Who was not grateful. Lucifer, who was regularly in the presence of God. Lucifer, who saw as... All of creation was made by the word of God's mouth. Lucifer, who experienced the glory of God every single day. Lucifer, who would gather up all the honor, all the honor from all of the angels and present it before God. The angel of honor. Who became so dishonorable. He wasn't grateful. He wasn't thankful. I mean, can you imagine? I can't comprehend. I can't comprehend on that level. I can comprehend on my level. The ingratitude that I have sometimes, but I know it's absurd. 
and not be thankful is crazy. Not being thankful for the way that God has made me. You know, my bone structure and my eyes and my hair color, every detail of your life and mine is, is carefully put together by God. You are a masterpiece. And yet how many of us human beings look in the mirror and go, ugh, I wish I was like that or that, but not this. What is that? It's a lack of gratitude. It's telling God, no, I, I, uh, I don't like the way you made me. We all have personalities. Boy, we all are personalities. Every one of us, and it's by God's design. And yet how many of us would rather be something else? Give thanks to the Lord for His loving kindness and His mercy. Thank God for His creation and His handiwork of your life. You are so special. Lucifer was so special. But Lucifer said to himself, no, I want that. What did he want? Lucifer wanted to take the place of God. Folks, at the core of a lack of gratitude, at the core of being unthankful, is a desire to be God. So you can understand why when we give thanks with a grateful heart, God blesses us because because he knows we understand. He knows we get it. He knows we comprehend who we are and who we're not. He knows that we understand that he is God and we're grateful and we give him the acknowledgement that he deserves. And he knows that in every circumstance, every challenge, every situation in our lives, whether it's at work or in the home, Wherever it may be, a grateful heart, God blesses because God says, this person, just like he did with David, this person is a man or a woman after my heart. After my heart. It's taken me a long time to come as far as I have, but I keep learning more and more every day how critical it is to to have a grateful and thankful heart. And not to look around at all the stuff I don't have. Because if I understand the scriptures correctly, if it was part of God for me to have the stuff I don't have, I would. Did you hear that? If it was part of God's plan for me to have what I didn't have, I would. And if it was God's plan for me not to have the friends and the companion lifelong that I have, I would not. There's no accidents. Sure, there's a lot of choices that we make, but God gave Ruth to me. I am so thankful for such a wonderful gift. A wonderful, wonderful wife. God gave us children. I'm thankful for each one of them. God put me in relationships with a lot of different people over the years, including you. I'm thankful for every one of you. Give thanks. It's not an accident. 
Be thankful. And when you give thanks for people that are difficult and relationships that are challenging, watch God bless it. It's ingratitude that causes God to say, go eat with the pigs, and then when you finally wake up, I'll be waiting. Did God negotiate with Lucifer? Lucifer! Lucifer! Incredible creation of God. No. In fact, Luke chapter 18 says that his, his response to Lucifer's action and attitude was swift and final. God didn't negotiate. God didn't say, you know, Lucifer, we need to have some, some more personal time. <laughs> Lucifer, you and I need to have a little more mentoring. Lucifer was created with, by God. Lucifer spent time with God. Lucifer knew God. Lucifer understood God. Lucifer saw God and his power. Lucifer was acquainted intimately with God. But he was ungrateful. And God said, that's it. That's it. Romans chapter 1, the Bible says that even though they knew God, they were not thankful and God said, that's it. And so he gave them over and gave them over and gave them over. And the real crux of the matter is, the real problem that's recorded in Genesis chapter 2 and 3, the sin problem, at its core, it's saying... I, I want it my way. I will be God. And God said, that's it. No more negotiating. I've walked with you and Eve. I've spent time with you. You know me. You've walked with me. You understand me. But that's it. You're out of the garden I'm going to put a fire around it. You cannot eat from the tree of life lest you stay that way. It's over. It's over until when? <laughs> this is the part I love. It's over until when? God says basically it's over until you eat with the pigs. Until you what? Come to your senses. <laughs> you know, when you come to your senses and you say, oh, thank God. God says, come home. Come home. I've been waiting for you to come to your senses. You have trouble in your relationship with your wife or husband. You've got challenges at work. God is waiting for you to give thanks. God is waiting for you to have that heart of gratitude. Are you struggling with your pain and your sorrow? Have you been dissed? Have you had challenges in life? Have you been hurt deeply? God is waiting for you to come to your senses and he'll heal you. He'll make, it, he'll make it well. He will fix what you cannot fix and what you've been trying to fix on your own. God will bless your life. A thankful heart, a thankful heart is a heart that is after God. Just like David. In everything, give thanks. This morning as we close, some of you 
need to realize, as Paul did when he came to his senses, and then later on in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, he says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you today have been wallowing in the mire with the pigs. It's time to come home. It's time to give thanks with a grateful heart. Not because you feel it, but because you believe it. Give thanks that God so loved you that he sent his son to die for you. Give thanks that you're so valuable that he made you, you were lost, and he paid for you again by the blood of Christ. Give thanks that all your sins will be forgiven and washed away. Give thanks and come home. Some of you have already done that, but you've wandered away. Your hearts are cold and you've become ungrateful for your pain and your sorrow and your hurts and you've become ungrateful and you're not thankful for the situation you're in or the circumstances of your life. Some of you this morning, really, you've come to the place where you just say, you know, it's just not worth it anymore. Life is hard and this world is terrible. Correct, correct. But God is good. God is very good. So I, I invite you this morning. You want to be blessed. Give thanks. Give thanks. Father, we, we need you. We need so desperately to understand that what we've been talking about is not not fantasy, not theory. Lord, we need to step out in faith and respond by faith and give thanks in everything, every situation, every trial, every challenge. Lord, when we do that, we always, always experience your great blessing in our lives. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you so, so much. Lord, as we give thanks with a grateful heart this morning, I just pray, Father, that many of us this morning would come home. Stop wallowing with the pigs. Stop being so miserable. God, bless your people. Bless everyone here. All who hear. As we give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.